Welcome back, Hawklings. Today on a very, very important episode, we are joined by the very talented and the very funny Slang Dogs. Yo. Yo. Exotic. Exotic. My bad. Exotic. I was saving that one. (laughs) Exotic. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Good morning, dogs. What's up, dude? Yeah, good morning. It's four o'clock. Well, yeah. It could be 4 a.m. AK morning. Oh, <laughs> Buenos dias. What's so up, what'd boys? you guys do today? Uh, um, I was shit. late for this. And <laughs> that's about it. Oh, and then uh, we posted on Twitter for people to give us feedback, and we got fucking rinsed by hella random people. Fucking so bombarded. You guys got rinsed? Like, they, they told you nah? The, nah, they didn't tell us nah, but like it was a lot of opinions that it, it's kind of like people will take feedback into like how they would produce it versus not like kind of like what's technically right <clears> and wrong, <throat> which isn't like a lot of things. But yeah, there's just like a lot of varying opinions of like how I would have done this and why and shit like that. So, but it's all I right. I got a couple yeah, of novels in the, oh, in the yeah. DMs, but show yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. But some of it was helpful. So yeah, that, that happens. Well, that happens sometimes. Um, oh Especially yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was I was, on some girl the other day was like <laughs> asked why she's always sick, and someone like told her because you make poor choices, and then she got all mad. And I, and then the dude was like <laughs> so respectful. He was like, I mean, you literally asked why am I always feeling like this? And he's like, I'm telling you. And she's like, go away. Like, <laughs> you know, she blocked yeah, him. Some people don't fucking. <laughs> Oh wait, can we say like yeah, you can cuss stuff or is it PG? Ah shit. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so tell us about you guys. We got uh, Dario and David. David. Where are you guys from? Darius. <laughs> uh we're from the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh we say that because this shit's got a lot of tiny little towns. Just where we're from. We're from like the East Bay, kind of near Berkeley, I would say. Dario can interject here. But yeah, that's cool, what we from. Cool. And I guess like a little bit about us. Um, I don't know. Like, I guess like as like a blanket statement kind of thing. Um, we've been fucking working on music for like over five years now. Um, and fuck, I don't know. Like we fucking have an audio visual project and we are currently working towards um, obviously like playing shows. That's like a given, but <laughs> That's not um, happening right now. <laughs> yeah, obviously, yeah. But like uh, our, our kind of goal, I guess, like as a blanket statement in mind is is just being able to create like an audio visual like storyline um, that we can like play through our shows. Um, and like kind of like kind of like Gonja White Knight does like that kind of sense where they you build a world um, and you create that and have like it paired with audio. Um, so that's what we've kind of been like striving towards the last couple of years. And I'm gonna uh, just read our yeah. Spotify bio. And oh, I yeah, call it yeah. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I I think too, just to add to it, like Dario and I are high school best friends. Like I've known this fool since freshman year, and like he used to make fun of me for listening to, to beeps and boops, and then one day the fool started listening to it, and then he's older than me by like a year and a half, and he ended up going to like shows or like festivals before I did, and he was like, yeah, we got to do this shit, and then on my 18th birthday. Here in the Bay Area, there's this event called Audiotistic. And literally, like, the day after my birthday <clears throat> is when the, the event was. So I could finally go. And that was, like, our first festival together with our other, like, good friend named Zach. And kind of there, we were just, like, 
not only solidified like all of our friendships, we were kind of like, yeah, we we want to do this shit. This shit's lit. <laughs> and then yeah. it stemmed from that. That's awesome. Yeah, shit's and, cool. And uh, what year was that audio autistic? And what artist did you see? Oh, oh man, fuck. that was uh, 20, 2015. 2015. And we seen. This was like there, before. This, this was before we were like gung ho into dance like music. Balls like, deep in this. Yeah, shit. <laughs> so we were. I was. I mean, me personally, I was listening to like a ton, a ton of Mac Miller. Um, like back then, like but older, older uh, EDM acts like like Arl Grimes, like really old shit, like his Mercy remix and um, like Bose Van Deep beats, like old, old shit, like Big Room. Um, but like I said, like this was before we really knew like what the extent of like what the music really like entailed. Like we didn't really know about like, I, or at least I didn't know about like all the OG dub stuff and shit. Um, so I'm, I think I remember us seeing like uh, Carnage and like Calvin Harris and we saw was DJ Snake there. I feel like we saw DJ Snake. Sna yeah, DJ Snake <laughs> was there. Yeah, it, uh, he 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 always fucking murders. He's murdered for years. But um, who else did we see? I, don't, I, don't I feel like we, we were hella mainstream back then. Like, if I can't find the lineup anywhere. Uh, hold on. Oh, it's it's uh, it's Beyond oh, Wonderland. Sorry. Oh, was it Beyond Wonderland? Oh, Beyond Wonderland. Oh, that's right. They, this is the last Beyond Wonderland 2015. Shit, I don't even know my own fucking origin story. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, let me excuse myself. All right, we got Chevy Chase, Brills. <laughs> Brills is a good one back then. G Jones, Ooh. early on. Dude, dude. Hear the noise, kill the noise. Or hero life. Hear the noise. Hear the noise. Knife party. Yellow claw. Must die. Bro, we for sure went to this game. I think we went to the 16 one, did we not? Or no, it was 15. No, dude, it was I just graduated. Yeah, we missed and all then... these like fucking gnarly ass acts back oh, then. Fox we had no idea. We probably yeah. knew about like Hero Bus. I think we, we knew about Hero Bus. Yeah, I knew about like, Hero Bus too. Oh, yeah. I feel like at my first festival. Because he had he had that broccoli remix, yeah, is, which I felt like bridged the gap for so many people. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, I, rem I remember in Hard Summer, like twenty, I think it was twenty sixteen. Um, he his song, uh, I think it was Skirt oh, was like the dude. most played. Skirt it was like it was like on the commercials, like of yeah. Hard Summer. It was like that shit was everywhere. Um, he blew the fuck up off that track. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but yeah, so. Uh, we went we went to that in fucking 20 yeah 2015 and then um a couple more we went to like one more i think we went to beyond and socal um yeah and then, like i said it, it was it was just me david and our really good friend zach on that one um and after that we we're like yeah let's fucking let's fucking actually try this shit so we both ended up getting like cracked versions of uh of the fl yeah and, and my <laughs> computer was such a like a piece of shit it, it was just exploding uh because it, it just couldn't handle the program so like the first like couple years of like trying to produce was like literally just not being able to get anything done um which was like definitely hindering uh but yeah it's been like a like a long ass process of you know upgrading your shit and uh being able to like actually have something that functions and being able to like make real progress. So we started in like 2016, like I said, after, after that festival. Um, but like, it didn't really start like really coming around of us working um, like diligently on music until probably like summer of 2017 is when it. Like, yeah. Really that, it. that sounds about right. In my opinion. Mm -hmm. And then um, David said that you Dario went to icon. Is that right? Yeah. So in, yeah, so I went to icon, uh, in 2019. Uh, so I worked all of 2018. I, I had a job as a, um, uh, as an alarm installer. So I would go into like commercial businesses, residents, and install security systems. 
So I got that job with like icon in mind. I was like, I'm going to go here, get this job, like do 40 hour weeks, like come home, produce, uh, pretty much like work all day, come home, produce the rest of the day, go to bed and like re uh, rinse and repeat that like five times a week. And I used to take weekends off, but I pretty much worked that whole year, saved up like every penny that I had. And I was like, this is what I'm doing in 2019. It's like, I'm going to fucking move to LA. I'm, I'm going to like get my own spot. I'm going to go to icon, go for the year. Um, and planning on staying down there, but then obviously like COVID hit and shit, which um, I just came back home after that because it just didn't really make any sense to you. You came there. home before that, like. Oh yeah, yeah. So I was gonna. Yeah. Well, I was planning on saving up some more and then going back down there, but yeah, um, that obviously didn't happen with like COVID. But we were yeah, talking about going together. Actually, that was like the plan was yeah, to like, yeah. try and get money and get a spot for like a year in LA together. Yeah. And we're like, let's just stay home. And then COVID was like, you ain't got no choice. <laughs> yeah, we're like, that's perfect. Like, didn't sign a year lease to be in LA for like no reason. But, uh, but yeah, so Icon was fucking great. Um, I I definitely found a group of like lifelong friends there. Um, who I unfortunately haven't seen for a year because I just haven't sent it down there because of COVID. But um, but yeah, it was a really, really fucking good experience. And then we came home and we made the Sacrament EP and then we met up with Electric Hawk literally like right after that. Yeah, seriously. Well, that's cool. That's a good story. It's always, it's always like cool to hear <laughs> like how serious people take making music. Like, like you're saying that you worked for an yeah. entire year just so you could save up to pay for like an apartment in LA and go to like a badass music school. Like, I don't yeah. know if I could, I don't know if I have he also, that, like determination for something. I feel like I used to, but not anymore. I think it pretty much just comes from like, like I like we were listening to dance music way before this and being like, this is so, like, I remember, I remember like years ago being like, this would be so fucking cool to make. Um, and I just didn't know how, like, I just never was like, let me actually try to do it. And then after that point came, we were like, we were balls deep into dance music. Like it's all we were listening to. And, and at that point you're like, okay, like I'm going to all these shows and, and I'm having like the best time with my friends and shit. Like, what do I want to do? Like, I would love to bring this experience back to people. Um, and that's what like really drove me to do it because I was like, I love this scene so much. Like I have such good times, um, going to shows and I love the music and like, I just want to be able to contribute something back. Like into meeting it. people on shit. Yeah. Great. Sharing connections with people and meeting other musicians online, which really only happened this year, to be honest. Um, because like we were fucking yeah, we were like super like nobody would fucking even knew who we were like in 2018, like at all. Even um, our own fucking hometown, people were like, What? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? What are you trying to do? Or like, we don't know. Um, we're gonna figure it out. I was gonna say, you uh you know, I don't want to sell. I don't want you to sell yourself short. But like, I feel like sometimes too, people will hear like Dario went to Icon and think like, oh, like that's why he's like good at music or whatever. But he said it, and I'm gonna say it for him. Like he worked his fucking ass off while he was down there, dude. Like literally, the way it works is you go to class and shit, and you can like sign up to do like the studio hours to use their studios, and that was on you. Like no one forced you to go into the studio, so he would go to class and then like fucking rip it in the studios as much as possible like all day every day and like that's he made the most out of icon which is how like you were supposed to treat it and like all the people that came out and like did good shit with it that's kind of what they said and that's like the mentality he had i remember like visiting and just like always wanting to be in those studios and like i would sit in the lobby while he was in class and like the atmosphere was really cool but it's definitely like how you take it and how you make it like just going to that school doesn't just turn you into like a a really good producer you have to like bust ass and he was yeah. busting ass all year which was 
I, I want you to say that because it's I don't want people to think like, ah, you just go to Icon and you fucking come out and you can make music like sick. Boom. Easy. 25k at the at the wallet. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. shredded shredded 25k and came out broke as fucking in debt. So <laughs> you better I mean, be, as long you better as make that shit worth it. Yeah, as long as you put in the work ethic, it, yeah, all of it's gonna be. Yeah, that's how you that, make it you know? not. Of course, how you yeah. like you don't make yourself feel guilty about doing that stuff. Like you have, like, because you want to just Absolutely. get you want to get your money's worth, even if like you can't really get your money's worth out of some stuff like that. Like you want to try at least. Yeah, I feel like a. I feel like I would be very conflicted if I was one of the people that like you just go to class, you show up, and you go home and you do your homework and you fuck off. And like literally there's there's plenty of mentors there that used to tell you like you're really only gonna get as far as the amount of effort you put in. And if you're just like doing the homework and like this is all like all the homework is just doing shit in Ableton and doing sh- or doing shit in logic in Ableton. So it's not like it's like some cra- like you can do like the bare minimum and you know you're that's what you're doing. You're getting the you'll, bare minimum. You'll you'll pass the class on yeah. icon, you'll get a certificate. And I think that's where why a lot of people kind of like rip on Icon. And you know, you see it all the time. Like people make jokes about Icon and shit. And you know, there is definitely a bunch of like egotistical ass motherfuckers at Icon who <laughs> think they're gonna show up and like, you know, be the next nightmare Kazo, slander, fucking whatever. Um, and it really doesn't come down to that. It just comes down to like your mindset when you go there. Um, and I think it's a mindset that you really have to have before you're going to spend $25,000 on a school, unless you're like some trust fund kid, but like all the trust fund kids that, that were in my class, like they fucked off. Like they didn't take it seriously. Cause they were like, I could just mommy and daddy just pay for this shit. Yeah, they're like, I went to Bonnaroo in 2018 and it was lit. Bro, <laughs> so now I'm here. Cause Alabama exactly. didn't work well, out or whatever. MacBook. Um, right, right. No, no. I don't mean to take stabs at anyone in Alabama, but <laughs> oh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh. But, I like Alabama. Yeah, Icon. I feel like I, I feel like Icon is badass. I think it's su- like a super cool idea. Like I've seen some of the things that people do there for like the classes, and I think that's like super cool. I have no idea what any of it means, but um, like you even said, Nightmare and Slander. I feel like that's who people think of. I feel like when they when you hear about networking and stuff like that at Icon, because like they're just like people, they're yeah. just like all homies in a class, and they're like, "Yo, we should go to studio time together." And then now, like they have a label and all this stuff. Right, right, yeah. There's there's like there's quite a there's actually quite a few people that went to Icon that a lot of people don't really realize that they did. Like Effin and Soul both went there. Company. Um, yeah, they were company. You know, I feel like a lot of people kind of know company. Yeah, I feel like a lot of like wrong, super but. technical people, like company and stuff like that. People know that they went to Icon, yeah. and you can just like tell. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. does a stream. Yeah, there's there's a lot of production people that, streams. He's like so course, smart yeah. and so fast. Yeah, yeah, yo, he's yeah, he's super. But that's the thing is like you go. It's funny because you go like people have like that in mind when they go to Icon. They're like, oh yeah, like we're gonna learn some like crazy sound design tricks or whatever but like honestly like you don't learn that shit when you go to icon like what you learn is like how to write like cohesive music um and like all the crazy like sound design shit people like i'm gonna go to icon and get dope at sound design or whatever and like i'll be the first one to tell you like that doesn't happen um they really just teach you the basics of how to do it and then it's up to you to like become creative like you can't teach yeah exactly and like that's what you think of when you think of like a creative institute like icon of course. Yeah. I think the thing that I really took away from Icon the most was like being able to understand like 
I guess like music composition and music theory. Like people kind of sleep on um, like, I guess like music theory as a, as a concept on how important it is uh, to actually make music that like kind of sticks around. And I'm not saying like our shit is like fucking some legendary shit. Cause like, I know a little bit of music theory, but um, it definitely helps. Like I, I didn't re I didn't go in there thinking that like trying, like learning this, this the uh, like learning scales and learning how to play the piano was like going to be that beneficial towards like growing as an artist, but like it really does. I still suck at it. So I'm learning here. <laughs> And this I is why Dario has a big brain. Dario got, I'm fucking trash, but like when I go to his house to produce, I'll like, like last night when I was there, he like was just fully explaining how he like made a baseline using the concepts of music theory. And I was like, wow, like this shit's dope. It's just like, it's just it, math. It, yeah, it's just like math kind of. And it also just makes it simpler. It goes from like being the idea of like, how the fuck do they make that to like, oh, it's just numbers going up and down. Like there's like a, theory to this there's a process obviously create you can be creative outside of it, like dario said but it's like the, the fucking cliche it's saying of like learn the rules and break it like you got to know how the shit works before you can start doing wacky stuff and like i'm still trying to learn how the shit works yeah, meanwhile uh, dario knows all the rhythm wasn't me. <laughs> but, but, the, but the thing it yeah exactly but but the thing is is like david has like i'm very like it's kind of weird because like you go to a school like this and then you're like very like oh these are the rules and like this is how we follow them so you sometimes kind of get boxed in but there'll, there'll be times where me and david are working on a song together and he'll do some like like weird shit that i wouldn't even think to do because like that's just not the way that like my brain will process it and then it turns into something like uh like a lot of the songs in the sacrament ep came from david like those all those ideas started on his computer and then we like took them in and then like kind of like made them uh, make sense and like made the arrangement make sense but, yeah um and like, like original uh, original altar that like main sound like i made that shit by accident and it was like a fraction of the drop that i wrote and I thought the drop I had was kind of cool, but it really was just complete garbage. But that one little section, Dario was like, no, nah, this is a whole song. And then Alter came out of it. And like, I'll say it. That's one of my favorite ones that we've made. Like that song is so fucking sick. And it, yeah. it still like blows my mind that like I made this little like fraction chunky spot of this sound design and he turned it into this whole ass song. How the fuck do you do that? So that's like a lot of our process too. Like most of the time he'll start shit or like if i end up landing on something it's like really like minute and small and like i don't really think it's gonna be something and then it lands in his lap and it just like turns into a fucking whole ass song that we like set up for release and just that process is really trippy to me because i'm still not quite there yet from for myself but being able to watch him do it and work along with it is really helpful for me as a person and just like a cool duality as a duo in my opinion yeah, we'd be ganging. You guys just yeah, sound adorable in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we hold hands and he gives me little yeah. kisses. I give him a kiss on the cheek when he does a good job. And then I have treats in my back pocket when he's not mad at me. microphone. So I want to go back uh, and talk about the. Um, the audiovisual idea and like the story that you guys want to try to <clears throat> convey through either the visuals or the songs. And so I'm getting kind of a dark vibe. <clears throat> yeah. So tell me more <laughs> about that. So, yeah, I think like um, Dario actually explained this to some people today and he's good about it. And for us, like we're just both kind of interested by like 
the occult and like dark arts and just like darker visuals things that kind of make you get a little like a gut-wrenching feeling definitely not like satanic or anything like that i i don't i wouldn't say like i'll joke around about that kind of shit but in true to like what i actually am interested by like the imagery is cool like that's it kind of boils down to the imagery and just like that feeling of like eeriness so we kind of wanted to do that with our music and it kind of just happened too it wasn't like a this is what we're gonna do when we did sacrament that was like a big thing like we noticed that that like this is the sound that is kind of going and our our good friend uh handron who does all of our visuals is also super big into like the occult and like that kind of style like if you follow him or see any of his stuff his own personal artwork is very dark and creepy so i think just by like the nature of things being surrounded by that being friends with people like that our sound and our ideas kind of just started morphing together and sacraments where that happened and in terms of like the actual story like as slang dogs like first off the name came as a joke and then we started like attributing like actual meaning to it so like the story we're telling are like these hounds that are as of reckoning of end all like summoned to do some kind of plan in the world and we're still working on it like we've got like this new creature end all who controls these like demon dogs and as i said we're still kind of working on it but the idea is with everything is we want people to listen to the music or see the cover arts or see any of our photos that we post and be like sucked into whatever world we're trying to tell and like it's still being fleshed out it's not like completely said and done i don't think it ever will be i think that's what's cool about like ourselves as artists in this project that like there's a lot of room to grow and like a lot of different mediums of art that we want to like kind of encompass like if you've noticed some of our like our Instagram posts with the photos, like we're really trying to like up that game as well. Like we're trying to transcend the whole audio visual storytelling thing, like further than just like experimental electronic music. It's like really like a whole curative experience that when you see it, you're like, wow, this makes me feel something, which goes back to what got us into dance music was those like feelings of like leaving a set or leaving, like watching a music video or hearing a song being like, damn, like, I don't know how to explain it, but that shit did something to me. Ours just happens to be nice and spooky. Yeah, and I think to like circle back on um, kind of like how we're writing this story, uh, as we like wrote the Sacrament EP, we kind of like, we're sitting down, we're like, oh, let's like, we could, we had these, a couple songs already and we were like, we should just do like a three track drum and bass EP and like, this is kind of like the story that we were building as we were like writing it. Like we pretty much sat down, we're like, yo, let's like make this kind of like a storyline thing. So like, uh, like follow was, people getting lured into the woods um and we like conveyed that in music altar was like they come up on like a shrine type of thing um which is like a sacrificial kind of kind of uh or sacrificial altar i guess you would say and then the demise is like the the sacrifice like the killing of somebody to like bring upon uh like bring upon these dogs and then we we're like okay cool and now we have like this little storyline to like bounce off of and like over the course of like the next few months, like we, you, you crank, you like make a song and you make, and you make a few more. And then like, some of them will like fit into this mold of like, what does this sound like? This like the fire came out as like this like epic intro. They're like, like, let's like make this like really big and cinematic and have it. Like, so these dogs like running through the forest to get somewhere. And then uh, the next song crypt was like, okay, this song sounds like you're in a cave. So like, like, how can we, well, actually, I think we only had the drop so far. Um, and then we like built that song to make it sound like you're in a cave. So like we had like a lot of like reverb tones and like uh, ambiences that really sound like you're like underneath the ground. 
Um, so like, as we were writing this, like we're writing the story as we go, which, which I feel like, which is why it's like really cool. Cause like, even we don't know where we're taking it as we're yeah. writing it. The music like almost just like writes itself and like the ideas come as we're writing it. So like the next EP that we're doing um, is probably going to be something along the lines of like how the story is going to continue. And then as we start to like make this fast storyline, we're going to be like building this world around and like giving meanings to these characters. Like what is Endall going to do next? Like we don't even fucking know, but as yeah, we get to that exactly. point, we're going to, we're going to write what like the story is going <clears> to continue <throat> as. And then as that story continues to get fleshed out more and more, which is kind of nice how quarantine right now is like, there's no shows so we can like write this story without any pressure of like, Oh, we got to get visuals for shows or whatever. But just mm -hmm. like with like just like with Void's uh, Sun Death's Void, like that came across of years after him, like already touring and stuff like that. So our like main goal is to write this storyline, build this world, get a visual artist to like write out or like to animate like this story that we're telling, yeah. and then you kind of have like a almost like a Ganja White Knight <laughs> slash Void scenario where it like tells a story like as you're watching it that makes sense cohesively. So then you have like we'll have like props of like the different characters that we have like and it'll be like a full production show and like that's kind of like where we're aiming right now is we're releasing more music and building the storyline is just like that end goal in mind of like being on a stage going on tour and bringing like the reckoning of end all tour where it's like there's fucking fire and there's like characters yeah. and and there's like it, and like it, it's just like the possibilities are endless of like what we are planning on on going for but like as of right now we're like building the storyline to where we can get to that point it's very ambitious, I will say. Like, like hearing us say it now, it's like, okay, yeah, whatever. You know, bass music is going to get that far, whatever. But to, to us, like, like I said, trying to transcend more than just, like, the beeps and boops of, like, the bass scene. Like, we love that. Obviously, we are diehards forever. And I'm, as soon as shows come back, you're going to see me low-key get sloppy on the dance floor because it's been a minute. But, like, the idea of being able to take that like feeling and really expand it to something potentially bigger like the end goal is like selling an experience and at, at the same time like expressing our ourselves and our art and keeping like our original artists too like daniel Handron, like all of that combined is just kind of like this idea of creating this crazy world that people can come in have a great time have like a really memorable experience maybe like literally escape like whatever it is they're doing in their daily life enter this crazy gnarly scary creepy woodsy world for an hour and a half or however long our fucking sets are going to be and then you know you go home talking about it for the next week and you can't wait until you can go do it again and that's what we did we literally would like leave festivals and be like fuck can't wait for the next one we just want to yeah. do it and make it our own shit that's like the we just went on a fat tangent oh fuck. yeah good <laughs> no that's <laughs> all right yeah no, but gotcha. like i just yeah, I just like wanted to like ask more about like how you like intertwining each story from Sacrament to Reckoning of Endal because you had what was it like a drum and bass heavier in Sacrament and then Reckoning of Endal was more like the freeform bass and then Fire's Path was obviously this huge banger and then <laughs> towards the end when it was Endal it was just violins like peacefully playing out the EP you know where is this gonna go in the future is there gonna be more genres intertwined in the story for so, certain yeah or oh, go ahead all you uh no you can go ahead i'll keep mine short then um yeah one thing that i will like hold have a lot of pride in is 
our influences like go across many genres like i grew up listening to like a lot of screamo emo shit and like dario grew up on like a lot of like old school rock and like we both like really love house and love drum and bass and love dubstep and just love so many different forms of music that we would be doing ourselves a disservice not to like do more genres and just try and keep some kind of like familiarity in, in terms of like a sonic identity versus like oh slaying dogs they do drum and bass they do dubstep you know like we really since the jump never wanted to have that label like, like everybody says i'm genreless but like we really didn't want to do that we wanted to be able to make whatever the fuck we wanted to make and you still knew it was us and i feel like we've been pretty good at it so far and i don't see us stopping um in terms of like that story stuff like dario said the shit kind of just writes itself like some songs we do just like there's something about them that there's like it feels like there's more it's more than just a song and we'll put them in the corner and then we'll be like yeah something's gonna happen with this and we kind of just come up with the storyline on the fly like with fire's path it was, my idea was just like direct sequel like there's no time in between these eps the dogs got summoned from demise the fire's path like dario said there's it sounds like fire like shit's burning like okay well these are demon dogs so if they run through the forest like the forest catches on fire like i don't know that's that's the next step what's next and then yeah it just happens <laughs> yeah i think I was, I was gonna continue uh go ahead what were you gonna say Oh no, I was like gonna say, like, even even with these like singles that you dropped, when Digo, Radio React, Silence, Infect, you know, are these also like part of the storyline? So those ones are not. So we're, we're pretty much what we what we're thinking is like on th those ones are like a little bit different as 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 opposed to like Wendigo. That one kind of came about because um actually hand drawn was the one that suggested like what the wendigo was and we we're like that sounds like exactly what this sounds like it sounds like this forest creature and and we kind of ran with the idea of like kind of creating like these like little mini worlds out of like these songs um radio react was more like an ode to like old school dubstep is when when we made that it was it was like this doesn't really sound so much like slaying dogs but we're like we're so in he like heavily influenced by like original dub like og dubstep and like 2014 2015 or 2013 even prior um that kind of sound and i was like we might as well just fucking release this because like like i want to kind of create a like a like again like an ode to like this sound that i've listened to for so many years um and it's not nothing groundbreaking or anything but i thought it was like a really fun song that we made and then i guess like on the term on the lines of like infect that was like another one where um, that one was actually inspired by sudden death when we were, I was listening to his, uh, his, uh, his void set for EDC. And I was like, so amazed by how many IDs he had that just sounded like little build drops. So I kind of went on this tangent of like this week of just making like build, drop, build, drop, build, drop, uh, just song after <clears> another. Um, and then if that came out of that and it turned into, I guess like what it is now, but it, we kind of just create these like little mini worlds in between like our main storyline. But sometimes like they don't have like a story like it's it kind of like you know like we kind of just kind of make whatever songs come on the fly and and if it we try our best to, like give it like its own space and its own like characteristic about it but uh, they definitely don't stop like they don't follow the storyline of like like the reps and that's kind of what we were planning on doing is uh making all of our eps very storyline based um so that we can just continue on um like writing the story um for yeah. you know I, as time goes on but um i remember you saying about like the genre thing of like what like why like the sacrament was all drum and bass and why um 
Reckoning of Endall was kind of like freeform based slash like almost like dubstepy. Um, when we were making those songs, we were like, we kind of wanted to give like a different, like show our versatility or versatility in a way. And we're like, well, okay, we can like nobody expected us, like even though we nobody really knew about us, like almost like almost at all at the time. Um, when we really sacrament, we were like, what is like nobody's ever gonna expect like a three track German bass EP from us. So like, let's just do it. Like let's just like low key flex a little bit and like release like three fucking tracks that um that tell a story and then when we started doing the reckoning of end all we were like okay we had a couple of tracks that were already like kind of half baked um and we we're like let's make this one based around um kind of like harder experimental which like the only one that doesn't really fit that mold or i guess like i don't know i guess it doesn't really matter but i guess like uh fire's path and end all are both like kind of similar to each other and then uh uh crypt and summon are kind of similar so when we made this we were like it's almost like a sandwich kind of thing uh, yeah <laughs> so like when we made that we we're like okay like let's just base around this and now like as we we were actually talking about the other day we we're like let's do some fucking house in the next ep and like but just make it work with this like make it yeah. work with our sound and that's something we, like david says like we've always strived to do is like span as many genres as we can like ones that we like that is um and make it sound like us and that's like kind of something we've always like strived to do so like the genres just like they ended up just coming to us uh there's no like real planning behind it yeah i mean i would i would love to see endall dancing around a fire to house music at any point in time <laughs> i mean we just fucking got some house cooking right now <laughs> like <laughs> that's awesome but i want to ask uh, off that um Besides, like all these genres that you produce right now, from drum bass and house, is there anything that you haven't produced that you want to? Um, I don't know, dude. I feel like what for me at least, like a lot of the shit that I make, like never sees the light of day. So I try a lot of stuff, and it's not good. So like I try everything, and I kind of scratch that itch. And it doesn't come out, so it's fine with me, but I'm still like satisfied attempting it. I, I can't speak for Dario though. I feel like I think he's I think you made most of the shit you want. Or I don't know. Things just kinda happen, like you said. Like we don't really think that way, I would say. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know so where he went if he's still any like hard style coming up. <laughs> no, <laughs> That's what I, was nah, uh, I guess I guess we could tell you what we don't make. Like we we don't like the the hard we don't like hard style. No. Nah. No, that's crap. Oh, no, no. Okay, okay. I guess with with that guideline, horns. Oh God, we we got horns in all our shit. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, you do. Not gonna lie. Yeah, big. Fans. We uh, we uh, I don't know. We don't def. I don't want to say like we make Thomas music. It sounds like such uh, such a cock thing, but like our goal is like I definitely don't want to make music that can be like quote-unquote dated like you know when you say like festival trap like you know like what year that was just like kind of hit hidden the whole time a big room you know what i'm saying like i don't know but that that's also the thing that doesn't pop in my head like we don't open up ableton we're just like let's not make this we're like we need to make this we're just kind of like ah oh, maybe like kind of in the mood for some drum and bass and then i guess we could say like we have this idea happening right now that we kind of shared around today like it's at 174 and there's a drum and bass drop and there's like another drop that's not drum and bass it's not hard mm -hmm. style but it's kind of fast like it you know like, i don't know we kind of maybe yeah that's the thing too like i don't know we don't like 
I hate Psytrance or anything. We don't listen to it actively, but then we just kind of like, hey, this this might work. And then you do it, and you're like, oh, cool. This this is kind of hitting. This sounds like this. Fuck it. Like, let's do it. There, I will say for me at least, like, I do get kind of like a little idea of like, I don't want people to like, I don't want to be predictable. I don't want people to be like, oh, it's a new Slaying Dogs song. Like, it's gonna sound like this. Like. Like, nah, fuck you, bro. Don't put me in a box. I'm doing. We're doing what we want. Like that's kind of like what I have in my head, kind of a lot. I don't know about Dario, but I think what? he left again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you just be getting silent, and like I don't know if you're still here or not. And I'm like giving you like a layup to keep talking, and then you just. I just rejected your layup. I just yeah. swatted you out. You tried to dunk on me and I couldn't let it happen. No, bro, I like I lobbed it up underhand and you're supposed to just come in and swoop and save the day twice. <laughs> I honestly spaced out. I didn't even know what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got a question. So is there anything coming up in the future? Uh any co cool collabs coming up, cool projects, anything you want to say? We don't um, make music. We have we have a few collabs kind of in the works right now um we have one that's done with blurred vision um that one's pretty cool we're still trying to like figure out where that's gonna go um as i don't know do we have any other collabs besides that we yeah. actually don't do a lot of collabs we have a we have one with like our good friend dietrich that we've been sitting oh, yeah. on for a while just trying to like find a really good home for that one because i like that one i thought that one's fucking sick so <laughs> i want to yeah. give that one the justice it deserves yeah, we also have like another like little half baked idea at the moment um, with Sub Doctor. We're trying to like mm -hmm. make it really sick before we send it back. Um, we're like kind of swamped right now, but we're definitely gonna be. That's another one that we've definitely like been pretty excited about because he reached out to us after I met him at a show in um, San Francisco. He he played at the at this venue called the Midway, and um, it was actually a funny story. It was like um, he showed he like walked up and like I noticed who he was and he said what's up to everybody. Um, he said, and they said, what's up to me? And I was like, oh, what's up, dude? Like, I'm, I'm like Mary's boy. And he's like, ah, oh, cool, cool, cool. And I was like, okay, I guess he doesn't care. Like, all right. He's like, and then, uh, all right. and then so we're, yeah, yeah. He like, I think he like thought I was like her friend or something. And then, um, because she, I think she told him I was going to be there. And then, so she, we were, uh, I was hanging out with, uh, the exotics boys. There's like some good friend of ours from the area. And, uh, we, we were all talking and shit and he he said something and then referred to like my hacks had a giant's hat on he's like oh yeah like your partner here has a cool hat and i was like uh i was like i'm not in their group and he's like wait what really i was like yeah i'm part of slang dollars he's like oh what the fuck and then, so, like, <laughs> it was hella funny because he had no idea and then we just like started talking about snowboarding and dirt bikes and shit um and then like we kind of just like clicked and that's kind of how it happened so very like natural and like i wasn't like oh it's collab like it wasn't anything like that at all i'm like oh you're something about the collab bro oh, collab <laughs> collabs are super weird for us i don't know i feel like yeah. we want to like we get stuff started sometimes or like people like either will send us stuff and we're pretty bad about it sometimes when like we're hella swamped it's just like Sometimes it works, sometimes they don't. I'm starting to learn that that like you can't force collabs. Like when they land in your lap and they work, they work. You know, like I don't know. I, that's another thing too. Like when you see sometimes like on Twitter, where people are like, "Who should I collab with?" Or like when you just tag people, like collab with this person. It's like 
making art's weird man like making music is weird like if you don't vibe even or even if it, you can be like friends but sometimes like you disagree on stuff or communication or it's just no, not yeah, the it's right like time like mom like makes well, friends, just, it's like some other weird. random mom in the car line and then she's like oh you're gonna hang out with jeff today and you're like who the hell is jeff why i don't want yeah, I don't like, jeff I don't, like that much like, <laughs> i don't want him touching my gamecube controller that's gross he could be like a booger picker <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or you're the booger picker and he yeah, doesn't want to hang out exactly. with you. That's what that's what he's doing yeah. to me. Still, I'm like, bro, let me just pick my boogers. So like, what's wrong? Because like, don't touch I, <laughs> each other's I personally feel like on. I produce on, more on. boogers than the average person, and that's my excuse. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I feel like I got you in the, I got you in uh give you yeah, I, your money, dude. I, 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 don't it, I blow my nose like every morning <laughs> and then like after I shower, I blow it. And then, like, I still have, like, I could pick, like, three boogers right now. I can feel them. You got a gold mine, man. Dara's got zero boogers to pick because he's already picked them. As long as you don't eat them. Like, honestly, picking your boogers in private is okay. But, like, if you eat them, though, you're gross. I just put them in the booger. No, I've I've seen kids just straight digging for gold and then just shoving it in their mouth. And as, like, a seven-year-old, I was like, look, I pick my nose. I'm not eating that shit. And that shit always scarred me. And then I remember, this is some TMI. I was like, why are they eating it? So I tried it once, and that shit was disgusting. I was like, these kids are fucking crazy. I was a small child looking at these people and judging yeah. them already. What bad Y'all person. remember that kid that always had, like, the snotty-ass sleeve? Just had a snot all over it? Oh, no. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> that was you? That was, uh... yeah. that was me, bro. I, said, I had a wet-ass sleeve all day. I and I opened my back because I was sweating all the time. I'm so nervous. Oh, nice. Oh I'm so nervous. <laughs> so nervous. Shaking. Uh, uh, um, going off the uh, unreleased or like the collabs and stuff, there <clears throat> I've went through your um, sets recently. Uh, the last one being the Acrylics 30 Minutes set. Mm-hmm. And the song at the end, Devil's At Your Door Remix. I know I don't think you guys are going to release it, but what was the story behind that one? Oh, it, it's uh, gonna come out. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it, we just been okay. Like, pretty much in a nutshell, we were waiting for. Apparently, there were some opportunities with the song that were supposed to be like happening with even with the original, like a re, like a like a re-release or whatever. Yeah, I, I could say that. But we're um, uh, we're we're just waiting for like essentially. Swarm we're, 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 waiting for the, it, we're waiting for the to green do it light, right pretty much yeah but, we're waiting for the green light but yeah, don't like, dive into too much yeah, detail yeah. About it's supposed it, to but... it's supposed to come out soon is and we've been waiting on that like we made that song in like march of last year so we've been like kind of waiting on that one for a while um, and we think it's going to come out soon so we're kind of like pausing our other releases to wait for that one to come out and obviously like, the ep came out so it's still like kind of doing its run or whatever so it's not like a big deal that we're, it's not getting released like yeah the story about it is pretty cool though because it was like one of those like typical um remix competitions and initially it was just like a first and second type of thing and when we were like working on it like i think we had just done was that before or after um the bad rapper one we're at the same time that was before yeah we just finished obviously sacrament i think we're just kind of still on this dmb hype and then dario just shout out that drop super fast and like we kind of were just like, you know what, like, this is kind of weird to say, but I'm gonna say it because I don't care. Like looking at like Swarm and the type of music he makes and the people that would 
listen to his music and the make music are probably going to make similar style, right? Like that kind of like mid tempo we or whatever. So we were just like, fuck it, dude. Like, it's not really our, our, our thing, but we fuck with Swarm. Like, we like his sounds. We like his branding. He's a really, really awesome dude. Like, from the short times we have spoken, like, I just, I, I liked him. I was like, hey, this will be fun. We'll just, let's do a fucking drum and bass version of it. Fuck it. If we win, we win. If we don't, like, it's sick. Um, and Tiny Cat, the singer on there, and she also helped produce it, I believe, as well. Um, it was because of her that it became, like, an official thing, like, she liked it so much and i'm not saying swarm didn't either i'm pretty sure he did too but she told us that she was kind of like one of the main reasons why it ended up being like one of the official remixes and us getting like the the third place spot even though the third place spot didn't exist but i thought that was pretty cool like our idea of being kind of like the different people to do a drum and bass track for for them low-key kind of worked out also the song just fucks so yeah, it does it's nice i'd, I'd pick my burger to that song <laughs> yeah so we're excited for that one to come out and like when the when the green light hits it's gonna be fun it's gonna be real nice to finally see it out in public and yeah for now that's it's one, a little special spice in our sets that's mm-hmm. we have a couple songs that are unreleased that like well we have that well i guess like on the topic of like things that probably might not get released like we have a, a kamari on one remix that we've been oh yeah for a little while. <laughs> i forgot about that <laughs> yeah, so that one we've been holding on for a little while too. Um, and we're kind of like brainstorming some ideas that we had for that, like if we wanted to release it or not. But we've had a bunch of people ask them, like, oh, what remix is that? What remix is that? And we're like, oh, it's ours. Like, we might not release it because it might be cool to just be like, oh, yeah, this is our remix. Like, we just play it for ourselves. And like, that's it. I'll release it for one Bitcoin, just one. <laughs> that's like a million dollars. Yeah, it's like $32,000, bro. That's just one. <laughs> like i just need one and be good i'm gonna start mining right now let's go <laughs> <laughs> oh man um so going off those like songs um going back to your career though like what is the most surreal moment so far that you've had in your your guys like being together so far i think there's a couple I'll do one you do the other I know which two. Yeah. Okay, I don't. I think I know which one. So I'm gonna let you do the second one. So, um, yeah. we've been for years and years and years. We've been heavily, heavily in, uh, uh, inspired and influenced by Boombox Cartel. So, like, a, uh, I think it was like in the beginning of quarantine, he was doing like his like little quarantine streams and playing his sets and stuff like that. And he like requested music from people. So we're like, oh fuck it, let like uh, I think David might have sent it to him. I seen um, it on Twitter. I was like, fuck yeah, it, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, so he, so he sent it like a folder of like unreleased shit, and he ended up like picking up and playing um, two tracks, two tracks, the the collab with Dietrichs and the Swarm remix. So it really is kind of like a full circle thing. As like I used to listen to like the the Dia de los Muertos sets like all the fucking time and being like, these are so fucking sick. Like man, I wish like Boombox Cartel would play my shit like eventually or whatever. Back and, like, to being, you. Back to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like just let just legend like dude like has some legendary songs so like kind of to get that validation like he like played our shit on a stream and like not even the fact that he played it like he played the first drop and then spun the shit back and let yeah it like oh, and he, bro, so, so we, we were kind of like sitting there and i remember um we got hit up and and someone was like yo like boombox cartel just played your shit and we're like what and so we like <laughs> fucking went and seen the video and like yeah it's like it's crazy man like it's it's literally like seeing one of your idols that you've like looked up to and inspired 
you to create music for so many years, like giving you some of that validation after like, honestly, like as a music producer, like unless you're like godsend, like you just have like the fucking ability, like off the jump, like you have like a lot of years, like not a whole lot of validation and it's pretty fucking tough. Like that's why a lot of people kind of bail out um, before they really get to the point where, you know, they're able to like make a career off of this because like it is thankless for a lot, like for a really long time. Um, and then like for, for like somebody like a boombox cartel to, to like play one of your songs and give you kind of that, like that nod of approval, like that kept us going for like a, like not like we're going to quit or anything, but like that was definitely like a, a renewal a of fat, the contract that like, yeah that's what happens to me at festivals is there i always have a moment where i'm like god this is just awesome and i'm like i'm doing this shit forever that's what i'm saying or anything i'm just like and no one interesting is even playing you're just like you just see like some cute couple do some shit or like whatever and you're like no, yeah, I just love everything about it. I'll just keep, I'll, I'll keep doing it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that shit is so relatable, bro. It's, I'd be like sitting there with Dario. Like, there's times where we both won't even say anything. We just kind of look and nod, and like, yeah. Like, I mean, it's I know what you're thinking. This shit's great. <laughs> you just gotta take in those moments, to be honest. So you can't yeah. like, have, yeah. They they're like just draw jaw dropping. Like, if you like, as you said, Boombox Cartel played out like your songs, and you're like, holy shit what's going on with my body like how 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 am i reacting to this right now yeah and it is like a it is like a almost like a not like out of body but like it really i mean at least for me like it gave me like a sense of like not like a purpose but like it it kind of like reinvigorated yeah reinvigorated something with inside me it's just like this is not just like some like bit like some big dj that i just like have never listened to or whatever like i've played boombox cartel shit so many times like over and over and over and over and over and like tried to recreate his shit like yeah just like literally i'm like oh yeah i'm gonna go to that festival because he's there like that's that's how much of like a fan i i am uh, of his shit so like yeah that was like i guess like for this year that was like one of like the big things that like definitely was like memorable um for me and i don't know what david's gonna say yeah well that was the one i was gonna say if you didn't say the other i think the other two i'll lump them together is is also getting that kind of like validation from G-Rex with him putting Windigo at the end of uh, oh, yeah. his summoning set. Like, if you haven't noticed, like we're pretty inspired by him and Peekaboo and the you know the fucking Crazy monster man. tracks that they've made. So like that was another form of that validation of like, wow, like the dude that I fucking love to listen to just put our song at the end of his mix. Like that's fucking so sick and crazy. And then obviously like fucking Subtronics actually just having our song in his daily rotation was mind-blowing i was like i Bro, saw that what? that was it's like sick um we fucking i've seen subtronics i think twice now or three times and like i've always kept up with his music like and like i like i'm not super big into like really like heavy dub stuff like that quite anymore but i will always respect him and like the shit he makes is always fucking nuts and next level um but it was just kind of interesting how like I don't know if you guys have done it, but like if you see like some producers will like try and like look at all I'll put ourselves in for this example, like slain dogs inspired by G-Rex. So like you want to like get that validation. I never really like we never really reached out to Subtronics that much, like to get his validation or anything like that. It's not like a negative thing. It was just like our sound isn't that sound, right? Like we can be honest here. We don't sound like Subtronics whatsoever. So 
it was just really like out of left field and really surprising and really cool that like he fucked with us like that. It was just it was it was really organic, I guess is the, what I'm trying to put it out. And that was a cool feeling to like just have something like that happen out of nowhere and like see it just on the timeline. Like the fuck, that's our song. Like yeah. on electronics yeah. top ten. Like what the fuck is going on? Like is this real life? Like <laughs> I remember I woke up and I like I like for some reason seen the tweet and then I was like usually I don't like kind of like go through like the like anybody's like oh yeah these are my most played songs because like everybody has one but for some reason I just looked at his shit and it was like like I said it was like eight in the morning I was like bro what the fuck like is that follow like I, it was like so wild because I remember we sent that to him a really long time ago in a demo yeah stream. or excuse me we sent the collab with Dietrich and he liked that one and then he like went through our shit and then uh he went across the whole sacrament ep and he was like yeah this is sick like i fuck with this but i had no idea he liked it that much which is like like david said it's kind of like a like it's interesting like it's it's like it's something you wouldn't like, we wouldn't expect like we wouldn't expect some trying to be like oh yeah you guys yeah exactly it's cool. cool it's real i think i think those three the top three moments at least of like yeah. last year and it's cool like dario said it too like thankless kind of career like for a really long time even in our local area like we didn't play shows before covid people didn't know us like when we did play shows like people that didn't produce their own music were like playing slots above us like we like i don't want to say we got shat on but we just kind of were like head down doing our own thing for super super long like we didn't like we had like supporters like our, our close friends are fucking great like they've been diehard since the jump listen to our shit ass music and dario's bedroom like and still doing it to this day but like they've seen that come up they've been there but it wasn't until like really working with electric hawk and getting like you know embedded within this community and like meeting all you guys were like we started seeing like more people kind of come through so it all kind of like happened at the same time at a very like exponential rate so it's very like shocking to see like last month no one fucking even tweeted at us we would get like zero tweet likes or whatever not that likes matter but you know what i'm trying to say like nobody fucking knew who we were and now we've got like a bunch of homies on the internet like in such a fast amount of time it's fucking sick it's really nice it's, it's really i'm excited to see all you dickheads eventually when covid goes away is what i'm trying to get at because it's really tickets yeah right for real you <laughs> did like honestly when um just, just to be personally here when i like listened to your first set uh, all the way back in harmony in may i believe oh, God, like, damn. oh man the shit i was commenting was not <laughs> <laughs> i love your comments i love it <laughs> i can't uh say it right now over the uh the podcast because uh, it might not be that appropriate but like when i heard your music at first like i'm like this is so much different than what you're hearing from like the same artists that play, you know, dubstep all the time. Um, but like it's <clears throat> slang dogs with the drum bass, slang dogs with the house, and then dubstep. It's so much intertwined and it's beautiful. And like I love how you get inspired by these artists. Like I see and feel like G Rex and Boombox Cartel and all like Peekaboo in your sets. Like that, it feels like so influenced by these artists and that it's just a personal opinion of mine but that's well, what i think man it's i think fucking... uh i had a i had a mentor when i was an icon who said something that really really stuck with me and he pretty much said that any artist that you listen to if you ask about their influences you will hear it immediately in their music and the person that he uh, uh brought to mind was flume 
Um, and like, I was like, oh, yeah, Flume's sound is like so like revolutionary, like, and obviously it is. Um, but he was like, if you listen to Flume's sound, like, I forgot who the other person he said, but he was like, it's a mix of like Jay Dilla, like his drums, um, and then like this other artist, like this other big artist. And I forgot exactly who it was. I think it was like, I don't want to say Tame Impala, but like, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. I'm gonna say that. I don't know who the fuck it was, but uh, he was like, yeah, it's a mix of those of those people, and that's how and you could hear people's influence. And I think that's really, really true for like a lot of like prominent artists is like who you listen to and like the music that you're exposed to, like even as a child, like it has influence in like the music that these artists make. And I think I always thought that quote was like really fucking cool. Cause I was like, damn, that is so, that is so true. Cause especially with us, like, like we were like, oh yeah, who do you, li like, who do you listen to? Like, oh yeah, like you just listen to a ton of G-Rex. Oh, makes sense. Oh, Tynan. Oh, makes sense. It's aliens. sense. So yeah, it's just cool. Like every artist just uh, is a little bit of everybody else. Like no, I appreciate original. appreciate your your kind words, bro. Like it's yeah, fucking seriously. Shit's like I don't know. It's super sappy, but obviously, like making this a career is a dream because who wouldn't want to be able to create and express themselves like forever with no you know no limitations in terms of like oh, I gotta go to work tomorrow. Like fuck um but like something that also is very like intrinsic is just like that like we didn't like let's be real here bro like we've never met each other but like i feel like you're one of like my closer friends that i've met and i've known you for a short amount of time it's just based off of like music and just shit talking on the internet like all this kind of stuff is super cool like for example like we had a friend we, we finally met up with like over the internet and it's just like when you do when, when it transcends more than just like here's like my career what i want to do I'm also making like lifelong friendships and like meeting really cool people and just like overall enjoying life and have it and experiencing it in a positive way. It's just all so much better. So like your guys's words really go like a, a super long way. And I'm not talking shit when I mean like I want to see you guys in person and kick it as soon as we can because this shit's gonna be like low key way too ridiculous. But oh, I'm yeah. ready for it's it. It's like I, I, it's almost kind of scary because electric hawk. <laughs> when I joined it was like already like king of like the shit post, but like, I feel like they were very like they is to the outside looking in. It, it seemed very, um, I can't think of the word, but like biting off more than you could chew by saying like, Oh, we're going to create this like community of the underground and like, I guess above ground, like considering like is just playing a fucking stream <clears throat> this weekend for us. But like, it's just like crazy how yeah, right. <laughs> circumstances yeah. like there's like if we had a part like if like literally if electric hawk tweeted out like there was no covid like say tomorrow like covid was like i'm out later like i don't know it's some <laughs> alien thing and it leaves the planet um but if they said yo we're having like a party or whatever or like a it's like a brownies and lemonade thing where they like don't announce who's playing or whatever. They're literally just like, it's a brownies and lemonade party here. Show up. Like here's a $10 ticket link. Or whatever. Like if oh, Hawk said that and we had like, I mean, I don't want to like say we'd have like all these thousands of people, but like, I think it would be like a shit ton of people would come. Yeah. Yeah. Depending yeah, so, on the location, a hundred percent. Electric Hawk is so you got, you guys are so different compared to uh, like, pretty much any type of like well you you guys started as a blog right? yeah i mean yeah so that that's that's what's crazy about it is like there's like there's so many blogs out there who obviously cover music and then turn into like record labels and and do like you know turn into promoters and throw shows and stuff like that 
But I always have found it so interesting how Electric Hawk has like cultivated this like community and this kind of like almost like a like a characteristic about it. Like people in Electric Hawk, like they talk to each other like other people in Electric Hawk do. Like it's very like <laughs> you guys talk a certain way and like you joke around a certain way and like you can say you, you shit pose a certain way. And it's just like so interesting how like successful that has been to create like this community of people who are like genuinely interested in dance music like since we started fucking with you guys like it literally has turned like turned so many new people onto us who are, and, and i feel like that goes to show that like what you guys have isn't fake like you guys have like yeah. genuine dance fans who are interested in like the the music culture not just like like you know you yeah. just guys have like, not just like the dead, dead song even though that is like what it started exactly <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. But like, but that's what's it's it's so cool to see how like successful like that has been, and and like I like I fucking I think you guys are fucking awesome. Like I I don't see anybody else in, in the terms of like like a blog or like a mute like a, or a community aspect inside dance because it quite like Electric Hawk. You guys are very like on your own, like standalone, which is fucking sick. Yeah, he's only saying that because we're signed and it's in our contract. Endorsed by Electric Hawk and Mary Agon. You guys are like, you're genuine. It's really all him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Pop it's really all Daryl. Like, I mean, it's not all Daryl because, like, there's a ton of, like, even, like, badass women that, like, I think is also a cool thing about Electric Hawk that make everything uh, 100%. Yeah, like, it's so cool. I mean, you see it now a lot, actually, I feel like in other companies, too. Like, you see the uh, like Excision's merch managers pretty frequently like talk to on Twitter. You see like uh, Shaylee and you see like a bunch of other like badass women yeah. now that are in the industry. Um, but <clears throat> like Electric Hawk, I feel not like we do it differently, but I'm just, it's just like Daryl had this dope idea. He's funny as shit. And then somehow now like <laughs> he's like making people have careers. It's crazy. Yeah, it's sick. Uh, dude, it just comes down to like how genuine all the interactions are. Like, like nothing feels forced. And I think like I don't know, I could be speaking for myself here, but I got a feeling we might all agree. There's a lot of forced friendships Promotion. and like yes, whatever. Just funny. a lot of forced there's a lot of forceful things happening within like the world and like specifically like the dance community. Like you can see it like people get on for X reasons or you, you play these shows because of this or this is a good connection. I actually don't really care about that person, but maybe like I should fake be their friend because that'll get me here. Like, I don't feel that with Electric Hawk. Like, I feel like everyone there just genuinely like gives a shit about music, gives a shit about being a good person, gives a shit about like pushing the culture and the direction that it was initially intended for to be like a positive space where people can like let loose and be and like on top of also like creating a career or careers for people that is inclusive to being a positive workspace we're like getting rid of all that like toxicity that shit that is like you know a the world but b the dance music industry right like that's why i'm like super into it. not not the only reason but one of the main reasons is everyone here is just our people like it doesn't feel like i'm talking to people for you're connections it's like i'm talking to or like the social yeah. media manager you're just talking to like tate or like whoever exactly like we're talking shit on discord and like next thing you know i'm like oh wait i forgot like you run this shit like i'm, t I'm bullshit with dario and i was like wait oh, you fucking started this like, i forgot like <laughs> yeah 
So that's what's cool is, you know, I think that's what attributes to the success too. Like I, I'm a bit a firm believer of like, if you're just your true self and are like about something and work your ass off for it, which is what electric Hawk is about. And a lot of the people that are on electric Hawk and just like around this like crew of people, like everyone's kind of on that vibe of like, we fuck with each other. We're good people. We're trying our best to do what we want to do. And like that will get you somewhere and you're seeing it. Like, I remember when we first fucking dropped with Sacrament, Sacrament with Electric Hawk, we were both like, dude, I feel like they're the next thing. Like, these people are good people. The shit that they're doing is is really, like, showing that they're going to be, like, the next big thing. So we were like, we need to hop on that wave. <laughs> but, then, but, like, you know, everyone was cool, too. Like, talking to Nora, talking to fucking Mary, like, before she even thought, like, to be a manager of us, like, it was just all it's it's funny how everything worked out and how like our feelings for electric hog ended up becoming like true like yeah everyone here is just the shit and it's just how it is here and now we're all so, part of y'all we're mm-hmm. like inside of y'all mm-hmm. yeah literally that's well, true nestled up inside <laughs> my brain my crazy i'm right going burr all the time because your freaking songs are just playing my brain all the time <laughs> brain go burr brain go burr all right guys well this has been super informative and entertaining and exotic um (laughs) yeah you already know is there anything else that you'd like to say Uh, anything that we missed did you guys have a question for us did you have a question that you thought that we would ask that we didn't who's better looking oh who has the long hair (laughs) Um, oh, it's good. Uh, it's fucked up. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna lean sixty forty into uh, David. Bro, it's just Damn. the hair. No, it's the, the hair, bro. If I turn my shit, I look like the last I year and a half. I guess I'm just ugly. No, no dude, cute. you're hella cute, bro. You said it best. When I had short hair, I was just an NPC. I added this, and now I got, like I'm on a quest. Yeah, I got level up too. Bro, he called me NPC. <laughs> it was so fucked up. <laughs> I'm I'm leaving this project. I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, Darius, you're cute too. I would give you a consensual kiss on the forehead. Don't lie to me, bro. No, I would. Don't don't patronize me. He's got he's got some hazel green eyes, bro. My shit is shit brown. Like you don't look at my eyes and go like, damn. And David smells in person, so I guess hmm. he smells. Yeah. What? Oh, somehow. Oh, somehow. Wow. Um, Dar, do we have anything going on that we could say quite yet? I feel like we're kind of like in a weird limbo. I guess we could. We're writing a lot of music. Yeah, right we're now, writing a lot of music sure. right now. Like, kind of just. We were kind of hoping, like, like everyone, that COVID would be better. Um, and it's not. And obviously, like, things might change. But as of right now, like, it doesn't seem super smart or like we just kind of don't want to play shows obviously we're like travel to do shows i also live with like my parents who are older and so does dario so like we just we don't want to like put families in jeopardy just to go play shows we both like have like you know day jobs that are keeping us afloat for now so we're just kind of taking the time to really work on music and get you know prepare for when things can come back and kind of hit the the ground running so well, that sounds like a great plan i i agree that playing shows right now is a little sketchy even 
even if like there's good protocols in place, then they're like just not even that fun. <laughs> and like, it's, like cool. Like, yeah, there's, like, there's no like, energy. I want like sit there's no like bar stool all night for like three yeah. hours. Yeah, the energy yeah. is weird. Like, you stand up to dance. Yeah, it's, like, no, I'm just going to the bathroom. And they're like yelling at you and shit. Black box. <laughs> <laughs> we uh we played one in in San Francisco and I I will give props to the Midway. Um, they had great COVID protocols. It was like they were on it. I felt very safe. It didn't feel sketchy to me whatsoever. I thoroughly enjoyed it. However, I will attest to like playing and like not really like feeling crowd energy is really really weird. Like Dario and I were having full conversations while playing. Like we really don't know if people are having fun or not. Like, but, all right, we're here. If anyone, like, <laughs> like, you know, if I was in that crowd, I'd be vibing. There's a lot of talking that happened right there. God, what's up? <laughs> I don't know. I think that's it. I think yeah. I don't think we got anything going on. We're low-key kind of boring right now. Yeah, we're just like we were planning on that for that EP for like months and months and months. Yeah, and now, now we just don't have any direction. We're just out here. That's fine. I mean, that's that's not a bad place to be. <laughs> yeah, making music, son. We're fucking yeah. picking up, and then y'all are gonna fucking see that shit. Like I don't know, like four months or something. I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like we do tend to like kind of come and go in terms of like plans. So like you know, even before like with the with the EP, like we had some singles lined up prior, but. We were definitely like hunkered down in the studio, scheming some shit. I, I kind of feel like we're on that vibe right now. We're just kind of sitting and planning some shit. Well, so. I can't wait to see we'll what see. your guys' crazy minds think up. Oh yeah, son. Exotic minds, minds make up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, this was fun. You guys are. I can't wait to see what more you do with this. To be honest, I want to see what the next oh. guest is gonna be. They won't be as exotic. I feel like. Unfortunately, I have Ted Nugent. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> oh, Ted Nugent. Uh, and on that note, I'm ending the podcast. Goodbye. <laughs>